0: Hey legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date. Ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This is Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Let's wind back the clock. The date? Sunday, the 30th of September, 2012. The venue, Sydney's Olympic Stadium, with 82,976 fans. The event, the NRL Grand Final, and the teams were the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs and the Melbourne Storm. Our look at the game is through the eyes of Storm Stalwart, the boy from Tamora, Ryan Hinchcliffe. Grand Final week is different to the other 51 in the year. How difficult is it not to build up too quickly?
1: Yeah, it's... um... It is really important. Um, you know, I think the main thing is that you you don't get too caught up in the emotion of it all. Obviously, it is sort of special week for lots of different reasons. and um, But at the same time, you've got to go out and play a game. And the game that you're playing is still the same game that you played the 25 or whatever weeks before that. So it's important to understand that yeah, you will appreciate the occasion. Um, that's for sure. But the most important thing is that you go out and you've, you've got to, want to execute your role and do what you have to do to um to, to give yourself the best chance to win the game
0: let's set up the grand final it was first and second place sides the bulldogs were the minor premiers and the storm were probably still rebuilding from a dark period in their history i remember from our side of the fence it was pure emotion how much emotion was there for you guys this appeared to be more than just another footy match
1: yeah, it was, and It probably, as sort of alluded to, it goes back to, obviously, was, we had the salary cap in 2010. Um, lost a lot of players from our squad that year and going into 2011. Not just players. You're talking representative players. You know, Greg Inglis, Brett White, um, Jeff Lienema, Aiden Tolman, uh, Dallas Johnson. Um, you know, just, just and Ryan Hoffman went overseas. So, you know, 2011, we... Um, you know, we've got some players in from all over the place. We yeah. had a guy named Jamie Moe come in, Adam Mulno, uh, Troy Thompson, who was playing at Raiders at the time, uh, Maurice Blair. Um, so we brought in these players who were not were pretty much playing local league wherever they were. And in 2011, we went on to win the minor premiership, uh, had a really good year. And um, again, that year we were riding, I suppose, a, a bit of redemptive energy from the year before. And um, didn't quite get the job done that year, but 2012 was again a bit similar. We only trained in the pre-season and it was sort of driving us um, to try and, I suppose, put right some some wrongs. And um, you know, we had a bit of an up and down year 2000 in 2012. We mm. went through a stage there not long before the finals where we actually lost five games in a row. Um, so, and again, and then we just, you know, we just seemed to put it together at the at the right time and, you know, things, you always need a little bit of luck and, and we had a little bit of luck and, um, you know, at the end of the day, we ended up you know, winning, winning our last sort of, I think it was six or seven games.
0: You mentioned you lost five in a row. You'd won the first nine games. Then you won eight straight. Craig Bellamy does an amazing job in terms of timing.
1: Yeah, he has. He's, you know, and... I think the big thing that he that he pushes is consistency throughout the year. And generally, um, you know, the, whatever you're consistent at throughout the year generally comes out on the biggest stages. Yep. Um, so he's very, you know, he's, he's big on that. And I think that's the consistency thing. It's probably um, why, you know, his teams over the years have been able to, to win the you know, put themselves in a chance to win some big games. And, and on all always around, I think, Storm's been in eight prelims in the last 10 years. So, you know, he's, rather than sort of timing his run, I think it's the consistency that push, that he pushes every week. Um, you know, that comes out on the big stages.
0: You start the game from the interchange. What do you recall of the early moments?
1: Oh, what do I recall? Um, it's funny, like, I, I remember the game, obviously, but I think because you're so wound up at the time, I, I <laughs> my memories of, of certain moments. But I I remember uh, the biting incident. Yeah. Um, James Graham. You know, that caused a um, you know obviously caused a bit of a stir. I think I was on I, I was on the field at that stage. Um, so I recall that fairly strongly. But um, yeah I, I just remember it being a you know, it was a, a tight game. There's not a lot of points scored. Yeah. You know, Smith had a few opportunities to kick a few penalty goals and I think you missed I think you did have a bad day with the boot that day Cameron which is unlike him but um yeah I just remember there's not many points scored it was a you know a um you know more of a sort of a def- defensive display and they had had us under a heap of pressure there early um and I know we defended our line really well and
0: it was for all as you said an all hell broke loose a fight allegations of a bite that saw James Graham suspended for 12 weeks but Billy Slater had the next laugh. Cronk to Slater and 14-4 at halftime.
1: Funny story with that try. Throughout the week, um, Josh Reynolds was a defender who sort of come up and he you know, really put a lot of engine into taking his back rower. Yep. Um, so Ryan Hoffman and and Billy had sort of come up with this bit of this idea, and Cooper wasn't he wasn't convinced that that was going to be the right play. He, he 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 was sort of like, Nah, it's a bit too risky. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do it straight away. Um, anyway so I think they practiced it a couple of times at training I don't I don't the, you know, the timing of it didn't quite work the defense didn't do what Josh Reynolds was going to do so it wasn't quite where Cooper wanted it to be to be able to put it on you know in that game yeah. but um, they called it I think I think Ho and bill called the play and so coffee ran that nice line that he did and Josh Reynolds sprinted up you know and took um took coffee and then you know bill just popped popped in from the inside and you know a beautiful ball from Cooper and I suppose the rest is history. But um yeah, Cooper took some convincing to get that play across the line, but it was a um you know, it was a special pass and a, you know, and, and Billy Slater, you know, on the on the money as always.
0: Billy's a wonderful athlete. Craig Bellamy told me many, many years ago that he's a real tactician in terms of rugby league. He's a he's a footy head, he's a tragic and his ideas are absolutely top shelf. And that's a pretty good example of it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, he he is. He's just he um, you know he he hadn't not one of those guys who just you know was a talented player and you know ended up playing a lot of first grade because he was talented and he trained hard. He, he also you know watched a hell of a lot of vision and he 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 sort of changed the way fullbacks and I know Craig said this before changed the way fullbacks played yeah. and did things around the field. You know, and, and that was through him watching footy um, and a lot studying opposition teams studying points where he thinks he could get an, an advantage with the ball um you know understanding what opposition defenses do and when they do this you know we're going to change and we're going to do that you know so he um you know and he, and he took the responsibility on himself he didn't wait for a coach to come and say what do you reckon about this let's have a look at this play he he was often the one uh you know coming to the coach to what do you think of this i think this might work and let's give it a shot so he was always trying to work stuff out bill and that's you know that's of why he was, you know, such a champion player.
0: Looking through the record books, and the second half was the first scoreless half in grand final history. Some may say boring. I say no way. It was brutal. It was brilliant, and both sides showed amazing courage and resilience.
1: Yeah, they did. And you know, I think, as um, like I said, I think Smithy missed a couple of goals. But I remember sort of close to the line there. It might have been when it was fourteen four. I think uh, it been, I might have been. It was ten four. Now, Mick Innis come out from dummy half and he was for all money he was gonna score, you know, and he barged over the line. Mm. I think um you know, Cameron Smith ended up you know, getting underneath him and and held him up in a um in unbelievable show of strength. Um you now at some some period in there in the in the second half. There's also a funny story about um you know, good mate Brian Norrie in that in that yeah. game. Um I think I can't remember who I think Gareth Wood might have put the bomb up just under the post. So I think it landed um Nose didn't play the ball, but he was just sort of—he might have been, he must have been in in front of Gareth a little bit. Yeah. Um, so Gareth's put this bomb up, and, Um and I think Ben Bubb was fullback at the time. He's fumbled it somehow, and and Nose, you know, he's obviously seen the heavens have opened up, and this football's landed in his arms from about ten out, and he's um, sprinted through and scored under the post. And the um, yeah, he, he, anyway, he, he's he's got up. He thought he scored. He yeah. thought he, yep, this this have scored. So his you know, front row scoring a try on grand final day. It's the greatest moment of your life. Um, so he's you know, carrying, not carrying on, but celebrating you know, massively. And um, you know, anyway, they go go upstairs and have a look, and end up, you know, it's a um, a, a disallowed try. But the you know, funny thing is, Noz now works. He was working <laughs> in the bunker, which is um, which is which is quite funny. But he's actually got a picture at home in his room of it. Um, obviously the Sign Storm jersey, and he's got a picture of himself celebrating that try.
0: <laughs> I love it, which
1: is a, which was a no try, anyway. But yeah, oh, funny.
0: Full time is the emotion easy or difficult to explain?
1: Um, uh, no, it was pretty easy. I think it was um just a complete elation. You know, I think when you win a grand final, that's you know, I was. Sometimes said to my wife, I said, "I've had kids, I've been married, but the elation of winning a grand final is like nothing else." Um, You know, because of because of the the work you know that's gone into it. You know, the the amount of time, the sacrifices from everyone. So, um, yeah, it was it was it's a a, again just a special special moment, and um, you know, it's just on a high that you know that lasts for lasts for months really. Um, and, And as you said, that one was. All a bit more special because of what had happened to our club you know, a couple of years before and the, the, building, the rebuilding process that we went through.
0: The 2012 NRL Grand Final Melbourne over the Bulldogs, 14 points to four and another successful chapter in the Storm's history. You're listening to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. Catch you soon, legends.